0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
1: Golden, Colorado. Coming up on today's future award-winning Analytics podcast, I got my buddy Joe. Joe from New York City, recurring guest. Been a while since he's been on the podcast, so a couple months actually. He's back today. Fun stuff, lots of topics to talk about today, including... I mean, look, Buffalo Bills fans, you knew this was going to happen, right? The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, dominant as ever, which of course, social media driven, it led to the inevitable. Revisiting 2017 when the Bills had the 10th pick of the draft, could have drafted Patrick Mahomes, traded down with the Chiefs. Hot topic discussion. It always has been. And every now and then it rears its ugly head. And certainly that was the case over this weekend. We're going to kind of deep dive into that, talk about it from all angles. Such a hot topic, actually, that Tredavious White even tweeted about it over the weekend. Seemed kind of agitated. So we're going to hit on that. We'll talk about the AFC and NFC Championship games. And then we'll spend some time talking about the Bills. You know, in the coming weeks, there's going to be lots of discussions about what free agents the Bills might be targeting, who they might look to get in the draft. There's also going to be some players on this team. Despite a good salary cap situation, there might be a couple cuts. So we're going to run down a list of some of those candidates, discuss all them. Plenty more coming up. My man, Joe, really excited to have him back on. It's been a while. Before that, though, I want to let you know today's show is being supported by 26 Shirts. At 26 Shirts, a different bubble of design is sold for every two weeks. It's a two-week campaign. Then that shirt is gone for good. You got to get it during that time. Here's the best part about what they do for every single shirt that they sell, they make a donation to a specific worthy campaign or to a charity each and every single time. Since 2013, when they launched, their designs and their shirts have managed to raise and donate several hundred thousand dollars. It's absolutely incredible. Del Reed, his crew, they do such an amazing job. It's great to see. Not to mention, these are really cool shirts. They're designed well, they're comfy, they're sporty, they look great on you. Head on over to 26shirts.com, see what cause needs you this week, go pick up the latest shirt, and on that note, do the pod. Let's do it. If you're a loser,
0: tune in and you'll be a winner. It's the Moran Analytics Podcast, talking Buffalo sports, Yankees, WWE, 80s music, and pop culture.
1: And now, here's your host, Patrick Moran. All right, what's going on, everyone? Episode 188, Analytics Podcast. Thank you, as always, for listening, for downloading. Tell you what, man, I'm just going to get right into it today. First time on in three months. My man, Joe, it's been a while, but you're back. Episode, I was just looking it up, 163. So it's been a minute since you've been on, man. How you doing? Uh, thank you to everyone who
0: sent me letters asking me where I, where I was on the podcast. I appreciate all those letters and DMs from my fans wondering, you know, how come the running in Joe hasn't been on? So
1: thank you. Everyone. I've been a bit of a diva. I've been a little bit of a diva. I'm going to admit it. Mm, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going conf- to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess that shit on air, man. I'm just going to,
0: Oh, are you now? What are you going to say? Yeah. I'm, yeah never mind. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to be back. You know, we've, we've missed a lot of stuff since the last time I was on there, but Hey, you know, we're always, we're always talking. It's the same thing, even though if I'm on, on hiatus for a few months, like we're always, we'll talk about the same things. Like, you know, Bill's Twitter be complaining about Josh Allen or not, not, or not people getting enough credit for Josh Allen, blah, blah, blah. Like it's always the same <laughs> stuff every, every week. So it doesn't matter. Well, Anyways. again,
1: I'm going to confess something here, man. We, we talked out our issues off air, obviously leading up to, to this taping been a while This is a hedge on, I kind of, you know, I'm going to confess this, bro. I took you a little bit for granted when I was yeah. having you on the show regularly. You are a, a brush of fresh air or breath, I should say, of fresh air compared to other shows I do where they're, they are they could get a little vanilla, man. You're kind of a, a hot take machine. And I, and I kind of, I think I might have taken that for granted a little bit. I was playing it a little bit too safe. It's kind of like on some of these singing shows that I like to watch where some of these contestants, oh, wow. they just pick the safest songs every week and kind of coast to a certain point. But then it can't get no further. You got to got to have that guy. Yeah, on every now and now and. Up,
0: man. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's a breath of fresh air. It's more like a fart smell comes into the room <laughs> where it's like if you're in it, if you re- if you did it, it smells great. But if, if but if you're smelling it, you're probably not as great anyways. But yes, thank you for coming back. Yeah, I'm here to, to I'm here to piss off people, you know, and do my uh, my shtick, even though my schtick, I hate when people say your shtick or hot takes. Like This is me. This is how I feel. I hope you heard heard that horn just now. But I I'm still in Queens. I'm still in Queens. It's very loud over here. It's cold as, as hell over here. I just took my walk around the neighborhood, you know, and uh yeah, it's it's cold. So anyway, yeah, let's let's get, let's talk some football. What's going on, man? Well, I'll
1: tell you what. Before that, though, I kind of want to reset a couple things here. There might be some new listeners, new to the podcast, who maybe they're not on social media a lot, so maybe they don't know much about you. But Joe was the creator of a blog several years ago now called Buffalo Winds, which basically covered Bills and Sabres stuff. And you've dabbled in podcasting of your own. You've been on this podcast several times, dating like quite literally back to the beginning of this podcast. So you are, again, the creator of Buffalo Winds. for people who out there don't know. Let me ask you a question. And I don't know that I've ever asked you this. Of all the times that I've had you on the podcast, I'm still not quite sure if I ask you why you exactly stop blogging and also do you miss it sometimes, man, because you build up a nice little fan base, especially again, do social media. You use it well. And I guess I would also ask you, do you ever consider blogging sometimes? Maybe not on your own site because we've talked at least off here for sure. I know how much work that is or was for you. You think maybe it was something you might want to do again, perhaps like in a lesser role working for another blog where you kind of just, you know, kind of do it. Come and go as you please, but is it something that still interests you, or you're just like you're you're over it and you're done with all that? that-
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of over it. I mean, I, look, I I had a website for about what, like seven, eight years, where I I wrote at least like one, I wrote like four stories a week, maybe sometimes I wrote every day, and I just I got tired of it. It just kind of got boring with with doing it, and you know the bills at that time were still. You know, they were in the midst of their drought, and I was just kind of sick and tired of doing it. It's like, you know, I'm I'm writing the same takes all the time. Like, when are they going to get a quarterback? Why can't they do this? Why can't they do that? Fans suck. You know, it was just the same rigmarole every time. And then I just, you know, it took me a while to kind of let go of it. Like, I kind of I always, I quit, I kind of, you know, we always talk about wrestling, but I felt it was a little bit like, you know when I gave the I gave the site to Rich Fan to run it, and then he kind of gave up on it, and because he didn't like the pills anymore. But like <laughs> I would still kind of come in and like drop a piece here and there, and it was kind of hard for me to like let it go. It was like you know, I would say it was like Mick Foley who retired the first time, and then he kept coming back, like every every like six months, like I'm gonna have one more match because I can't get it out of my system. And now it's completely out of my system. Like would I do it again? Probably not. Uh, if someone wanted to, if someone did reach out to me though and said, "Hey, we'll give you X amount of money," and I'm not looking to break bank, but if they were like, "Hey, we'll give you this amount for one article a week," and like pitch us an idea, I would consider it. Uh, but for the most part, I'm just kind of like over it. Like it was fun while it lasted. I have Twitter, and I always, I've always said this. Like Twitter has kind of replaced blogs and message boards and anything where I, if I want to, I can just. Have a conscious stream of like, hey, I lem- these are my takes on the bills. You know, here you go, throwing a stat here and there and just do it whenever I please. But, you know, there wasn't, you know, it was fun to, 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 to develop an audience, but I never made much money off of it. And it got old, you know, after a while. Like, you know, those it stopped are being like fun.
1: It stopped being fun. Did it start feeling more like a lot of work? We got well, sirens going on, by the way. Joe again from Queens, yeah. sirens in the background. But anyway, did it stop being it was, it became less fun and felt more like work. And when it gets to that point, it gets hard to get motivated to spend potentially a couple hours writing a piece where you don't know how many people yeah. are going to read it. You don't know what the payoff's going to be for your work. It gets to that point. I think with everybody, don't you agree?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It just got to that point. And especially the bills at the time were kind of the same. And there were things that were annoying me. Like I was kind of annoyed at like, I don't know. I, I the Rex Ryan thing kind of pissed me off. And I remembered like not being happy how Mario Williams was treated at the end. And like, these little things are kind of like manifested in me. Like, like this is annoying. Like, why am I even bothering? Like this team sucks. They're not worth my time. And I kind of think some people on Bill's Twitter are obnoxious, which is kind of the prevailing thought every, anytime I come on this podcast and we talk about Bill's Twitter, like, I was like, I don't need to waste my time, you know, telling people what's up. I mean, they may listen, they may not, but it, it was, it was time to move on. Like you're, you're there. I did it from oh 2009 to 2017 roughly is when I I stopped. So eight year run, it's more than enough. I don't, I don't think people miss it, to be honest with it, with you, because I'm still on Twitter. It's not like I've, like I erased my Twitter and like, I am you can still get my takes, you know, the same stuff, you know, that I would normally spew when I had a website.
1: Yeah, so. I agree. And I, you know, I, I think Twitter, having Twitter does play a big role. I don't, I don't want to go as far as to say that it's completely replaced blogging because there's still some intelligent, good bloggers out there. But for the most part, I kind of do agree with you. does it feel like, I don't know. I mean, I was kind of in the same boat. I had a, a blog for a while and I kind of turned to podcasting, at least in part, because I was lazy and just didn't feel like putting in all the time and effort it took to write. And again, sometimes it feels like it doesn't pay off. So anyway, let me set the stage for today's episode. We're going to talk some AFC, NFC championship. We're going to spend significant amount of time. Wasn't really looking forward to this topic, but Patrick Mahomes, the whole thing reared its ugly head again. I mean, how could it not course, the Bills could have had them. So we're going to talk about that. And then I want to spend some time running down a list of Bills players that I think potentially, I'm not saying they're going to get cut, but these are guys that are at least worth a discussion because in part, at least of their salary of getting cut. So we'll get to all that in a few minutes. So, but before that though, I wanted to ask you, because I haven't, again, literally, I mean, we only talked for what a handful of minutes before we started taping. And before that, it's been a couple of months since we had a good conversation. What have you been up to, man? Have you been watching any shows because I have not had a real an opportunity. I mean, when Game of Thrones was on, that was something we talked about on a weekly basis. I haven't really been watching much TV of late series, but over the last couple of weeks, I did watch three series on Netflix and uh, I flat out binged them real quick. One was that Aaron Hernandez documentary. One was Don't Fuck With Cats, which was just crazy. And then, well, it's on Netflix, but it wasn't from Netflix. and It's not even particularly new. It's over a year old now. That R. Kelly, I finally got the time not the time because nothing but time. I finally got the desire to want to watch Surviving R. Kelly. I just watched it over the last couple of days. Have you seen any of those? I have not seen any of those.
0: But I, d they're on my the Aaron Hernandez thing, I've heard great things about it. It came out recently. And actually the T V production company is in New York City that did that. And I've actually emailed I've emailed them a few times like asking them for work. (laughs) Not 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 for on this documentary, but in general. But I have not watched those. I've been doing a lot of so I got I got the Regal Pass, which is like the through the, the Regal Cinema, where it's basically twenty-two bucks a month, and you can see as many movies as you want, and you oh, get twenty wow. percent off popcorn. And I have a Regal Cinema right by me, like it's about a twenty, it's about twenty-minute walk, and I love walking, so I've seen a bunch of movies lately. I saw Uncut Gems, which was great. I saw that you saw that? Yeah. I thought that was great. I, I thought it, it was, uh, it was such a simple story. Like it's, it kind of gets me, you know, was, as being someone who, you know, you, I used to write for this, for the sports teams, or I've always, I've worked in TV production for like the better pets, pa- pa- you know, since 2002, basically, I always think to myself, man, how can I not think of a, a simple script like this, where it's basically like, okay, yeah, it's a gambler who's an idiot, it's, you know, kind of thing. i like, that's kind that's kind of it. But like, that movie was so great because to me, it, the casting was amazing. Like Adam Sandler was great in his role. I thought Garnett was great. You know, you get Mike Francesa coming in there, here and there, like, you know, the casting for that movie really made that movie pop where it was such a simplistic story, but I love that movie. I saw the, the knives out movie the, this weekend. Uh, is that what's called knives out or what's the, what's the knives movie called again? I
1: I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure to be honest. You don't even know the Knives
0: movie? Come on, man. You're Mr. Pop Culture. You should know the movie. Not with
1: movies, I'm not. I watch TV series and I binge shows all the time. I don't get to watch. I'm surprised that I actually did see Uncut Gems, which, by the way, I kind of agree with you on that. Maybe I wasn't quite as high on it as you are, but I was a little surprised because I did read at least some buzz that Adam Sandler might get nominated for an Oscar for it, but he did. Obviously, he didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought he was great. Look, it's always good to have people do different roles. I mean, we think of Adam Sandler, you know, Happy Gilmore, you know, and, uh, you know, the stuff he did, you know, he did in the mid nineties. And then he hasn't done, he's been pretty terrible for like the last 20 years. Like he hasn't really done anything good. It was, yeah, it was
1: definitely different. I'll tell you though. Yeah. It was a lot, it was like a, for me, it was like, I don't want to give anything away because it is still relatively new, but it was a very like chaotic and loud and, Mm -hmm. you know, that just that kind of movie, a lot of yelling, a lot of just, conflict things going on it was but I do agree I mean it was it was put it this way if nothing at worst it was worth watching and it was definitely nice to see Adam Sandler do something different I thought he did well I kind of thought I thought it was gonna suck I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you because there's a lot of guys who they could be funny their whole career and then they try to mm-hmm. do something serious and they and they suck in it but I thought Adam I thought Adam. it, was, it, was
0: it felt a little bit like you know because like it was such a new role for him It was a little bit like I remember when John Travolta did Pulp Fiction and like before that John Travolta was just like Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Look who's talking. Like he was like a comic relief guy. That's what he did. And then he did Pulp Fiction. I was like, whoa, this guy's like a complete badass, you know? And that's, right. like, you know, maybe, maybe even a little bit of Tom Hanks when Tom Hanks used to be the comedian guy and, you know, he did Bachelor Party and Turner and Hooch and all that. And then he did, you know, Forrest Gump in Philadelphia. And then it's like, whoa, he's a serious actor. So I'm curious to see if this is, maybe this is what happens with Sandler, where people are like, hey, let's give this guy some more serious roles, because he was great in it. Like, he was really, you know, he was good, you felt bad for him, and like, you know, he was great. Like, I, you know, I'm, you know, it's about sports gambling. I don't gamble ever. I kind of hate gambling, but you kind of felt for him, and it was a, a really good show. But, uh, you know, I I, I, I saw that, I saw Knives Out, I saw the The Richard Jewell movie that Clint Eastwood directed about that Atlanta bomber, like I was like, it's it's kind of relaxing because I'm between jobs right now, so I got this movie pass, you know, and I was like, I need something to do during the day while I'm between work, and it was it's I go to the movies at like twelve o'clock, and then it's like I'm like the only person in the theater. <laughs> I've like, never hey. heard of the, i
1: never heard of that pass before. You just said it on, on it.
0: The, ju- it just cool. came on, yeah. It just it just debuted about a couple of months ago, you know, because movie pass, which I used to have. And now they're out They're I think they're practically out of business. They used to charge 10 bucks a month and they weren't making any money. So Regal now does it where it's like 22 bucks a month. And to me, like movies are so expensive to go to. Like it's if you go to a movie, it's like 15, 16 bucks. Yeah. You know? So for the, and I, I, I definitely am like, you know, if it's in my, if it's on my, my brain, like, Hey, I'll, I'll go see more movies, which I, I will, you know, it's close by to me. It's like, I don't, don't got to drive there. I just got to walk there. You know, what the hell? I'll just get a, a movie pass and, you know, they give you cool stuff, like they give you free, po- They, I think you get one free popcorn, one soft drink a month, and then you get 20% off of like uh, everything else at the theater. And it includes IMAX as well. So, you know, I was like, hey, what the hell, you know, because I'm thinking about court, uh, you know, getting rid of my cable, possibly, like yeah. I'm toying with that idea, because it's just ridiculously expensive, because I don't watch as much. And if I do that, it's like, okay, well, let me go do 22 bucks and go to the theater, because I like the theater, like I like, you know, having the popcorn. You know, it, it could be obnoxious if you have someone, like, next to you. But, like, that's why the movie pass is good. Because you go see a movie, early movie, or, you know, on a random day, And that's a
1: month? So. And that's a month? Yeah. That pays for itself after the second movie. That pretty much, you know, you're pretty yeah. much paying for itself there. Eh, that's yeah. a good deal. So, anyway, with these documentaries, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats was just disturbing. R. Kelly, same thing. I won't say much about it, Hernandez, because you said you haven't seen it yet. But I will say this. In fact, you could probably say this for all three of these series. I think how much you ultimately enjoy them comes down to how much you actually know about the cases beforehand. Sure. Like with Aaron Hernandez, I, I kind of knew a lot, not as much though. There was still some good stuff. And again, I'm, this is non-spoiler stuff, but there's some phone prison conversations that Aaron Hernandez has with his girlfriend and with some other people mm-hmm. that are really fascinating. It gets into some CTE discussion towards the end, how much of a role that might've played. Sure. Again, if you if you know anything about his case whatsoever, he was kind of like a closet homosexual and and stuff like that comes mm-hmm. out. And, you know, that might have led to some of the stuff that happened. So it's definitely worth watching. Now, don't fuck with cats is something. In fact, I've talked to a couple of friends who knew everything about this case ahead of time. For some reason, I don't know, I must have been blacked out for that whole entire year where the, the, the stuff happened because <laughs> I don't remember any of it. So it was all like brand new to me. You know what I mean? And the R. Kelly stuff. I've been an R Kelly music fan my whole life and I just couldn't bring myself to want to know everything there is to know about him. And Jesus Christ, man. I mean, it's just fucking, <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's a sick dude, man. Remember,
0: the only thing I remember about R Kelly, cause I, I kind of remember that stuff all happening when it first came out, like in the early two thousands. And I was, uh, yeah. I was an intern at MTV and I remember it broke like his first, like someone had a video of him with a like, minor. And I remember, they queued it up in like the video edit where all the videos they would play it. And like all of us like saw it and we we're like, the mystery was, is
1: that really him? And then we saw like, Oh yeah, that's him. And
0: yeah. I he mean, tried to pin it on
1: his brother. I mean, look, I could talk uh, about this show because this aired in 19 or or 2018. So this is more than sure. a year and a half old at this point. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. Yeah. They tried to pin one of these cases on his brother There was one thing and I don't want to get too far off the path there. We'll start talking sports in a second, but I kind of feel bad because I'm sure you remember the Chappelle show and he did that classic uh, pee on you sketch where he imitated Art Kelly and Uh, it was, it was really funny and laughed my ass off, but I got to be honest with you. I know comedy goes to dark places and makes fun of it and I'm good with that. But what I didn't know at that time, even during that video was the girl that he urinated all over. That's kind of like the focus of even that sketch. She was 14 years old, bro. Fourteen.
0: Yeah. yeah, he's he's definitely messed up. Like, so so he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I
1: don't uh, yeah. got much more to add. He's
0: just it's fucked up, man. But, yeah, man. he's he's. Have you watched the? Uh, I just finished watching something on Netflix. We, I may have told you about the show. Have you watched the show? You? Yes, I
1: did. I, yeah. I watched both seasons.
0: Oh, I. What'd you think of it? Because I love that show. I like, like it I a finished, lot too.
1: I like it a lot yeah. too. I I was one of the few people. I actually liked season two, which just aired recently. I liked it better than the first season. I liked the first season too. The kind of the consensus I gathered, at least on Facebook or Twitter, is that most people thought season one was better than season two. I'm actually kind of the other way around. I I, I
0: thought I I thought season one was better because I think season two jumped around a little bit too much for my for my liking because it was all about in season one it was such a simplistic story like it was Joe and that and the girl he liked and then there was like you know her stupid friends and then like the next story like there was it was like it was a little bit more simplistic whereas season two it kind of they had the one girl the, you know Candace came walking back into his life and she really didn't have that big of a, a role in it the end was great like kind of like the whole like you, you know the surprise ending which I won't get into right you know about who the you know but like it, it's such a fun show like the guy who plays Joe he's just with the narrator he's hilarious like when he's talking to you, he's like Psychotic and serial killer. Then he's like, "Oh, like."
1: I love the memes on face. I love the memes on Facebook that go on with that guy. Um, yeah, Yeah. very entertaining. Season two might have been a little more. I'll say this might have been a little more less realistic. Not that either season was completely realistic. I mean, the premise certainly could be, but season two got a little bit. Like I said, there's not too much we could say that without giving details away. But
0: I thought it was, you know, season two. I thought it was funny. I thought season two was funnier. 'Cause like the brother, the, the sister's brother, like the, the film guy, he was kinda he was hilarious. And then there was like the scene we could for, spoil a little bit, you know, f- forward if you if you haven't seen you or you're about to on the podcast. Uh but like the scene where they where they were tripping and doing drugs, like that was hilarious. Yeah, I, I was dying. Like there was a lot of funny parts. And like I said, I kinda I, I kinda thought it was a slow start and there was a lot of different things kind of being it just took a while for it to really get momentum going for season two, but I still liked it. You know, I thought it was fun. I still, here's my prediction for next year. I bet you the mom comes into play. His mom. Because his mom, they had the flashbacks for season two showing his mom and his dad. Yeah. You know, and I bet you the mom comes into play this year. I wouldn't be shocked if, like, the end, when he was like, oh, look at you. Like, he was spying on the the neighbor next door. I bet you that neighbor's going to end up being his mother.
1: That wouldn't surprise me because they did allude to her a lot without having any any
0: real payoff.
1: And, and remember
0: two. and remember, season one, they alluded to Candace all the time. And then boom, season two hits, here's Candace. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. It's like season one will end up, season three will be the mom will come into effect. And maybe the mom's going to feud with his new girlfriend, wife, whatever the heck she is now. But I love that show. It's, it's a fun show. You know, I, I finished that a couple of weeks ago and now I'm going to go into Watchmen. Or I'm in the middle of Watchmen right now watching that. and I'm confused as all hell. So that's that.
1: Let's take a quick break. Want to let you know today's episode is being supported by Sounds Assured. So, look, it seems that everyone out there has a podcast today. I spent a lot of time listening to them. And the biggest mistake that I hear, I can almost instantly tell. In fact, almost all the time, many people make this mistake. You go out, spend all your money on fancy microphones and boom arms, interfaces, recording devices, headphones, all the bells and whistles. But here's the problem, you get all this stuff and you don't treat your recording environment. I'm talking about mainly your walls, your ceiling, the result, despite all the money you spent, all the stuff you got, the audio still sounds like crap. Listen, you need to invest in acoustic treatments. You gotta make the gear that you spend your hard earned money on thrive. Sounds Assured is top-notch acoustic foam. I know this because I personally have some of my own home studio furnished by Sounds Assured. Available in multiple sizes, width, very reasonably priced and this is the most important thing excellent quality it's actually good stuff you can go on amazon and get the cheapest stuff out there and trust me i've done it too it might look the part but it doesn't work sounds assured definitely does again folks invest in your audio the right way Visit sounds in fact give them a call someone will be more than happy to discuss your needs with you as a bonus use promo code moran 10 you'll get 10% off any order Do yourself, do your podcast, do your audio production a very big favor. Go check out soundsassured.com. All right, so let's at least start to semi-transition in the sports talk. Something came up. I was at my, I have a hot tub in this complex. Trust me when I tell you, it sounds a lot more fancy than it is. Okay, I know that sounds like I'm living like the, the life of luxury. Not the case, but. I do have a hot tub at the complex where we live in Florida. And I bring here, there's a reason why I bring this up. So my, my wife and I are, it was just on this past Sunday. We're sitting, relaxing, chilling out. And a guy comes in, an older guy who has a a Boston Red Sox hat on. And I kind of like, I don't have a problem striking up conversations with strangers anymore at this point. So I say, oh, so you're a Boston guy, huh? And they're like, I'm from Buffalo. I'm in New York. Guy. I'm a Yankees fan. This and that. And long story short, we just struck up a, a nice sports conversation because that's all I ever talk about with people is sports. Sure. But, you know, so we started talking about the Patriots and how he likes the Bills and he could see the Bills being the favorites to win the AFC East next year, which I could totally see that. But here's where I kind of got a little bit annoyed. And this has happened a few times because believe it or not, you know, you're here in Florida. I heard in Buffalo for all these years. You know, you go down to Florida and it's like Buffalo South. They're all Buffalo fans all over the place. I'm going to tell you what, there are definitely Buffalo Bills fans down here for sure, but there's five times as many Boston Red Sox fans and five times as many New England Patriots fans. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more Boston people here than there are New York City, New York Mm -hmm. State people down here. But anyway, getting back to the story, so dismissive of Tom Brady and everything that he's done, just so eager, ready to move on in a, in a very unemotional way, like throw the guy in the trash. He's done. He's washed up. He's 42. He sucked this year, which he, I don't want to go that far, but he was not good. You know, he had no weapons, this and that, but the point is his career is coming to an end and Boston fans are like just ready to dump his ass. And it got me thinking because Boston fans are just so freaking spoiled, you know, six super Mm -hmm. bowls. They've the Red Sox have won four World Series since 2000 and what, 2004. They won a Stanley Cup. They won an NBA championship. I don't even know if Boston has a women's basketball team, but if they do, they probably won a national, they probably at least won at least one title. You know what I mean? they always, there's a parade sure. every year going on in Boston. It's just so easy to get rid of people. It's just ho-hum business. Can you imagine if Josh Allen just won one Super Bowl in Buffalo? That dude could play until he's 70 and his arm could fall off his body and Buffalo's still the fans are going to treat that guy like gold and say he won us a Super Bowl. He can keep playing as long as he wants to be here. You know what I mean? Whereas in New England, this guy's won six Super Bowls. He's probably the greatest quarterback who's ever lived, and he's at the end of his career now. And it's not even so much about moving on. It's just it's like they want to throw his ass out. You know, it's just you know, kind of crazy.
0: I, I, I disagree with that a little bit, and I'm going to tell you why. And I'm just going to because we throw in the Buffalo perspective. I remember when Jim Kelly. In his last year in Buffalo, 1996, he struggled really badly that season. Mm-hmm. And there were a ton, no hyperbole, a ton of fans, media people who could not wait until he retired. They wanted him gone. They wanted Todd Collins. It's a, much, it's a what have you done for me lately? And this is Jim Kelly, mind you, like the God who was like still in Buffalo, still on commercials, still, you know, when he has an opinion about the Bills, we got to interview him or whatever. There were people who could not wait to get rid of him. I was actually, as a 16 year old then, I was definitely of the mindset of, "Yeah, he's done. Get rid of him." Like, thank were you for we your spoiled? service. Were we spoiled? Yeah, we were probably because, especially during that time frame from like ninety from eighty eight to ninety six, you know, that was when the Super Bowl was the goal. Like, you know, they were winning divisions, and going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, there was probably a little bit of being spoiled in that in that juncture because it was like, okay, now you have to. You have to move on. I think that's what it probably is for New England. Look, Brady's going to be a god there forever. Like he can go there; he, can, he doesn't have to pay for a meal. But I think there are the when you see someone done, and I'm I'm I don't know if he's done. I do I do want to give more excuses. Like they had no weapons. To me, that's what I saw. Like they just did not have enough weapons for him to throw to. Fair and point. That's why I think he struggled. I could be wrong. You know, we we won't find out until next year if he's playing somewhere else. Or if they restock the cupboards, if you will. But uh, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a what have you done for me lately? You know, like, get rid of, like, what, in New York, you think people were, like, begging Eli Manning to stay here? You know, they couldn't wait to get his ass out of here, you know, and give it to Daniel Jones. You know, it's, it's a what have you done for me lately? And, like, I think you could separate the two where it's like, hey, yes, we, we love what you did for us, but we know you can't do this anymore, especially in sports. Sports is a cold, hard, you know, fact that there is an expiration date on everything. And I, I, I don't think if, if Josh Allen like won them a Super Bowl and he was terrible at the end of his career, I think people would definitely be like, yeah, we need to go to, you know, the next guy. That's just how it is in sports. You know what I
1: mean? It is, and I agree with you to an extent. And it happens to almost every quarterback, I mean, no Boston matter how. Boston
0: people are at Boston people are assholes. Let me let me just throw that out. That's like, the like point. That's yes, my yes, main. Yes. That's like,
1: my main point because I do get it. It happened to Brett Favre. It's happened to Peyton Manning. It's probably going to happen right now with Tom Brady. I guess the thing that takes me aback the most is as much as people in Buffalo hate Tom Brady, they also recognize that he's probably the greatest quarterback who's ever lived. Whereas down here in Florida, again, and I'm telling you, man, there are a lot of Boston fans down here. And I know personally, at least a handful of them. Every time I talk to a Patriots fan, you know what I hear? Tom Brady's a system quarterback, that it's the no. system that it's Bill, well, Bill Belichick. That's, that's... It's Bill Belichick. It's all the credit. It's been the right system, this and that. They don't like giving Tom Brady the credit he deserves. And I can't believe that I'm sitting here defending a guy like Tom well, Brady, who I've been programmed to hate for almost two decades now. But it just blows my mind in how little credit this guy gets for everything he's done. At least with are Boston I think, fans.
0: I think, yeah, I think it's probably part of the reason they're saying that is they know they're stuck with Belichick for a while for a lot longer than Tom Brady so they're bracing themselves with the oh yeah it was all Belichick it wasn't nothing to do with Tom Brady because Tom Brady is probably going to leave so they're just trying to you know kiss Bill Belichick's ass more like give me a break like Tom Brady's the man like you can't you can't discredit that and I think they're I I still think it's more or less maybe they're trying in those cases they're trying to you know they're breaking up, so they're like going with the person that they're staying with more than the person that's leaving. Obviously, in this case, but I, sure. I do think it happens a lot. Like when the guy is, you know, is done. You know, like Peyton Manning. He's last year in Denver. The guy was 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 terrible. I'm sure Denver fans were like, "Thanks for winning the Super Bowl. You were terrible. Get lost now." Like let's bring in the next guy. You know, whoever the heck the guy was then. Uh, you know, Brock Osweiler or whatever it was. But like you know, it happens a lot in sports. Like people are just like, Hey, you don't, you don't play enough anymore. You're done, you're but you gotta do it respectfully. Like, you know, you, it's, it's more or less, Hey, thanks for your time. You were great. We love you. And, and, you know, the Patriots are going to do that. They'll, they'll put post a, you know, if Brady goes to like the chargers or somewhere they'll post a seven minute video and they'll have Tom Brady day and you know, all that sort of jazz. And everyone will make up at the end. They always do. You know, Brett Favre hated green Bay after he got cut. And uh, and then he made up with them a couple years later, and that's that's what will happen here. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see where Brady goes and what happens there. But I, I still think he's I still think he's still good, and he just he just needed weapons more. And this year it was just Edelman and a bunch of other dudes, and you know it didn't work out for them.
1: Well, I will tell you what, you mentioned also Eli Manning earlier. There's no question that the end of an era for this quarterback group that it's like coming to an end real soon, if not already. Got Eli, you got. Tom Brady, you got Philip Rivers, Drew Brees, you got Big Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe yeah. not quite there with them yet, but getting up there. Aaron Rodgers, he's probably on the downside of his career at this point. You take a guy like Brady. Ultimately, and obviously, this is just a guessing game right now. But there's a lot of speculation that if he doesn't return to New England, in which I never would a million years, I would have never thought that would have been possible what I'm gathering is that he kind of feels a little bit underappreciated and he's taken a lot less money through the years. And if he's going to stay in New England, you mentioned the weapon several times and you're hundred percent, right? They better go out and get him something because if he didn't do anything at 42 years old with the cast around him, it's not going to get any better when he's 43 next year with a similar cast around him. So New England, the chargers are hearing a lot of, you know, buzz and that's all I'm going to call it buzz. I'm not even going to call it talk because nothing's credible at this point right now. But could you see him actually leaving the Patriots and going to another team? Do you think he wants to play sure. that bad that if he's not in New England, it'll be somewhere else? Yeah, totally. If they if, if a team thinks he could do, if he could still play at a high level, sure.
0: There are so many quarterbacks this day and age, in this century, who have, you know, star players in general, who have left their teams and gone elsewhere. This isn't like what we grew up with, like the 80s and 90s, or early part of the 90s, where someone plays their, like Terry Bradshaw's not playing his entire career at one place anymore over here. That's just how I can't, I can't even recall the last like hall of fame player, like in this last 15 years or so who played in just one place. Everyone goes everywhere. Let Danny and Tomlinson go somewhere. He plays with the jets and he played with the chargers. I don't know why I just thought of him, but like there are so many different guys who play elsewhere this time and age, like people let go of it because of the salary cap. or they want to play money anymore or they want to go win somewhere You know, this isn't shocking to me. Like, I just always accepted that. I remember, like, I think Tom Brady's dad did an interview, like, four or five years ago where he talked about how it was going to end. And even Tom Brady's dad said it was going to end badly because he thinks his son is going to want to keep playing and maybe, like, the New England wants to kind of turn the page, you know. So we'll see what happens. I think he has been totally underpaid. And I think a part of it is he's probably sick of, like, them. Like, you know, New England has always been very frugal when it comes to paying guys, they, like they, they pay. They're not like a crazy organization that pays a lot of people. Yeah. Like they, they let people they walk pick their spots. They let their people walk. They pick their spots. They're not going crazy at all. Like, I remember like, you know, this new England for like the first like, what, like six, seven years of, of Brady's career. He was throwing it to like David Patton and Dion branch. And I remember like Peyton Manning was throwing it to Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, And it was like, Holy crap. Like, look at this. And then they got weapons in there here and there you know, with Moss and Welker, then they got Hernandez and Gronk and then, you know, Edelman kind of came into his own. But, you know, for the most part, it's like they usually have maybe one, one to two really good weapons there for Brady to throw to. That's kind of what it's been for the last 10 years. And this year that passed. He had a banged up Edelman. He was throwing it to, you know, Sanu, he's a good wide receiver, but you know, you, when you trade for someone midway through the season, you got to catch up with, You know, learning a new system, all that Cadency, you know, reps, all that sort of jazz So it's probably hard for him to get into it And, you know, I think that affected them And they they had Ben Watson as like his Number one tight end, the guy's like 500 years old Like he lost Gronk You know, and say what you will, I know Gronk was like At like 60% last year, but Gronk still Gronk is still like a top 10 tight end In this league, and Ben Watson's not Ben Watson's not cracking the top 40 You know, he's, you know, in, in terms Of that, so I think he can move on. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens because I feel like Robert Krafts really loves him so much. Whereas I bet Belichick doesn't give a shit. Like, he's like, yeah, move on. Like, let's get the hell out of here. Let's let's turn the page and, and get someone for cheaper.
1: I kind but of, I, yeah, I kind of feel like he's ultimately, if you had to bet money right now, like if your movie pass for your next year, depending on you being right, would you bet that he's in New England or would you bet that he's somewhere else next year? Oh, God. <laughs> I think he's going to be back. I, I'm i not confident. Like six months yeah. ago, I would have said there's no way, but I still think he ultimately will be back. And I'll tell you what, if he does leave, dude, here's the problem. The Chargers make a lot of sense. I mean, I understand why they're yeah, the team that's being mentioned. They got tons of weapons. There's not a lot of other teams out there that really are in need of a quarterback that are in like the kind of win now mode. He's certainly not going to go to Jacksonville or Miami and start over essentially. You know what I, I mean? A team like, see, that. yeah.
0: I could see him going a few places. One, maybe Tennessee. You know, he joins, yeah. he meets up with Mike Vrabel again. That could they happen. Got a great team, good team. They don't have, they got, they don't have. You know, Tannehill and and Mariota are going to be gone, obviously. Yeah, they
1: got good receivers at a good, really yeah. good running game. That could work. Sure. L.A. I could totally
0: see that, like you said, because it's L.A. I don't know why, but I keep thinking this. Like, what if like the Raiders come into play because they're moving to Vegas and they just they say, you know what, we don't like Derek Carr anymore. And Gruden's crazy. Gruden is like, I love veteran quarterbacks. Maybe he's crazy enough to say, "Hey, come to come come to Vegas." You know, we got a young group here. Whatever. You I, know that's what? That's like a dark horse. Or the last one, I would say, and then you can kind of have your piece. Obviously, with it, the Colts maybe with with Indy. Yeah. You know, they there. That's a possibility. I could see them they're, They have a stacked team. You know, and they're ready. Like they, if Andrew Luck came back this year, who knows what would happen with them? Like if they had he, had, you know, didn't retire but I can see those teams.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, when it comes to Phillip Rivers, actually, because I was originally going to say Tampa Bay, but being down there, there's already kind of a buzz about Phillip Rivers possibly going to Tampa Bay because he's Mm -hmm. sold his house and he's actually him and his family are moving to Florida. One last thing when it comes to Brady, though, maybe I misspoke when I said he's certainly not going to go to a team and quote unquote start over because look no further, dude, than the NFC Championship right now, this year. San Francisco is going to Super Bowl. 12 months from 12 months ago, if me and you were having the same conversation, guess what? The 49ers were four and 12 last year, picking second in the draft this past April. So it's not like teams cannot, with you know, the right combination of players, turn things around in just one season. It's certainly not unheard of. In fact, it's literally just happened this year. The 49ers just did it.
0: No, sure. I mean, with them, it's a little bit, it might be a little different because they, Garoppolo got hurt last year in week two and then they I don't even know who their court they had like a carousel of quarterbacks unfortunately but like yeah but like you're you're right a team could a team could easily turn it around if they've if they've been if they've had a lot of high draft picks for a lot of years I mean look at the look at the Rams like you know the Rams were terrible this entire decade and then boom they get rid of Fisher here comes freaking uh you know oh gosh I already I already forgot his name here here comes Sean McVay excuse me yeah here comes Sean McVay and boom they're, they're they 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 you know they go to the playoffs two straight years they go to the super bowl they weren't as good this year but they were, they still finished like whatever they finished I think, like 9 and 7 so yeah you know things can change pretty quickly but uh it'll be interesting to see what happens with him like if he's leaving or not like they're all those stories are are coming up with him like packing his stuff and leaving leaving new england like he packed his his luxury box too the other day i guess like he has his own luxury box at Gillette stadium so he packed all this stuff out of there as well so it's all this like evidence like he's like leaving leaving so you know, we'll see what happens with that
1: well like i said the 49ers turned it around in one season they're in the super bowl and they're going to be facing the kansas city chiefs which by the way before we start getting deep diving into what i we both know we're headed towards and that's patrick mahomes buffalo bills stuff i do got to give a shout out because normally in the playoffs when the bills aren't in it which is pretty much almost every year but even this year too when once they're out. I really don't care who wins, but I've had a personal interest in this playoffs, very much so because of the Chiefs and my buddy Demone Harris, who's from UB from Buffalo. That was just so amazing to to be able to watch him win an AFC championship and know that he's going to the Super Bowl. Earlier this year, he got cut from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. Now he's out there playing thirty-five, forty snaps a game in a AFC championship game. So that was remarkable to see. But anyway, Thursday the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. Dude, they're just too talented, all right? I mean, to me, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, without question, I know it's been all about Lamar Jackson this year, and Lamar did have an MVP season. There's no question about it. He deserves MVP this year. But Patrick Mahomes showed these playoffs why he's the best player in the NFL. Before we talk about any you know, past trade possibilities had the Bills not traded on, which obviously we're going to have to do that. But before that, just your take on the Chiefs and Mahomes as a player, because I'm going to tell you what, dude, he's never had a bad, I've never seen him play a bad game. So I mean, two hundred ninety-four yards, three touchdowns. He had that spectacular touchdown run too on Sunday. I mean, come on, the guy just doesn't. He never has a bad game.
0: He's unreal. I mean, he's it's it's unreal how well he how well he's performed. I mean, he was a fifty touchdown passer in his first full season as a starter last right. year. One game he played his rookie year, like a, a throwaway game in the finale when they were resting their guys. Yep. And like he is this good, this quick, and it's exactly. That Chiefs team is the, you know, we always hear, like, people have their ideas of what they want to build their football team at. So, like, you want complimentary football with both sides of the ball really good. Or you want your, you want to build with the lines, you know. And then there's, like, that, that contingence of fans or media folks who are, like, dude, it's all about the passing off. It's all about that. That's exactly what the Chiefs are right now. They have so many weapons on that squad where it's, like, Sammy Watkins is, like, their their third or fourth best wide receiver
1: target on that team right now yeah. and he and had that, seven and, he had seven catches for 114 yeah. yards that was like kind of a big fuck you to bills fans too but yeah yeah but like he he hasn't even been
0: that great like statistically speaking for right. them. But, and i think i think part of it is because there's so many other weapons on that team where hey you know we don't really have to get to sam we can get to, to, to hill or or kelsey or one of our running backs you know they they have such they're such a high octane offense and they're f- so fun to watch. And, you know, they you know, good for them. I'm happy for Andy Reid. Like, you know, he's been he has been like the most underrated coach like this this century, you know, when you think about it. Like he has all these wins. He's kind of in that Marty Schottenheimer realm when it comes to like hey, he has all these wins, but he hasn't had the Super Bowl, but he's better than that because he's had so many assistant coaches that have like just come from the Andy Reid treat who are like successful in the sure. NFL. He, he helps quarterbacks out, you know, like, you know, with Alex Smith and then Mahomes and going back to like the Eagles with Donovan McNabb, you know, and Mike Vick, when Mike Vick got out of prison and boom, it's like, Oh, Hey, Mike Vick, I'm going to make you the quarterback. And then for one year, you're going to play out of your mind. You know what I mean? Like he has done so much and I'm happy for him. Like, I, I hope he, I, you know, and I'm personally, I'm rooting for him to win. Cause I, I think he deserves it. He's a great coach. He I mean he he's he's a Hall of Famer as far as I'm concerned, just from what he's done, how many wins he's done, and he's been to he's won so many division titles, he's been to so many, you know, conference championship games. He's great. And, you know, watching Mahomes though, man, I mean, it's just remarkable how good he is. And it's you know, I'm sure we'll get to the Bills part of it, but it's it's very hard for people, I think, you know, to sit there and go, Man, like, we traded that pick for that guy, you know, and it's it's a tough thing because he's not He's not just like a regular, like he's not Garoppolo. He's not Kirk Cousins. You know, he's, he's not like a, Oh, he's a good quarterback. I can win with this guy. He is right now. He's the best best player. He's the best
1: player in the NFL. I don't even, I can't even imagine how somebody could argue otherwise. And yeah, we have to go there. We have to go there because we don't really have a choice. It's what people are talking about too. So Not much was said in 2017 because Mahomes, like you said, he didn't even play. He just had the throwaway game as a rookie. Last year he lit the league on fire, which of course led to the very obvious lot of bitterness. The Bills were six and ten last year. It was quite easy to do while Patrick Mahomes is tearing apart the NFL. You know, the Bills were on the clock with the tenth pick in two thousand seventeen and they traded out of it. They decided they wanted to go another direction. Sean McDermott, brand new coach. Wasn't ready to take that quarterback yet. So yeah, sure. The bills pass on him and it kind of reared its ugly head again in the playoffs. Not much was said throughout the season in part, maybe a little bit because Mahomes was hurt, but in larger part, because we're so invested, you know, emotionally in Josh Allen amongst everything else. Plus the bills were good. They're 10 and six. They go to the playoffs. It was a fun season, but sure enough, they lose to Houston. And then Patrick Mahomes just explodes these last two weeks. And we're right back to that whole same thing, which is never going to go away. Here's what I want to do. I want to read a uh, couple tweets from Matthew Fairburn from The Athletic, of course, and uh, I want to get your reaction to them because he's the one who brought up the the Patrick Mahomes and the Bills things. And let me just read what he says, and then I want to get your reaction. He says, I understand Bills fans who get tired of the Patrick Mahomes topic every time he wins. Just because Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl doesn't mean there's new information to advance the conversation. The Bills screwed up trading that pick, but that's been clear for a while. Then he says, that said, two lame arguments I see repeated. One, Mahomes wouldn't have been good in Buffalo. That's a loser's mentality and undersells the player's incredible talent. The Bills went to the playoffs two of their three years since Mahomes was drafted with lesser quarterbacks than Mahomes. Nobody knew Mahomes was going to be this good. It's hard to predict his level of success, but to say nobody in the NFL was high on Mahomes is just false. Just because he wasn't high in mock drafts doesn't mean nobody knew who he was, the Chiefs took a chance, and they had a plan. The last last tweet here. The only thing that will make this conversation go away is if Josh Allen is better than Mahomes or good enough to win more than him. If not, there will be a defining mistake for McDermott and Pagula. Brandon Bean was still in Carolina. What do you think? What's your reaction when you you hear those tweets?
0: Yeah, I I had a a similar thread prior to Fairburn having his, and yeah, he's exactly right. You know, this is... It's, I don't think, what I take away from the conversation is I don't think it's a sin on Bill's Twitter to, like, go, wow, man, let's, to question that move and to, like, kind of be a little bit somber about that. Like, the guy's a freak. He's unreal. He's a human highlight machine right now, you know, with what he's done. But it's exactly true. I mean, it's not a terrible t- Monday morning quarterback here. It's not a terrible deal because Trey White has been very good and, like, the guys they've gotten have been pretty good, you know, but... It's, it's one of those things where I will never be able to wrap my head around. And, and Fairburn had this in, in, a, in an article once this past year when he interviewed. I think he was interviewing McDermott and Bean about culture, blah, blah, blah. And there was like a throwaway line from McDermott where he said, like, he did not have time to scout the quarterbacks in 2017. And to me, that's bullshit. Like, I hear that excuse from him. And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Like, why the hell was Doug Marone or Doug Marone? Doug Whaley's still here then. You know, if you didn't have time to do that, and you obviously didn't ha- have faith in their front office, that ge- that gets my blood boiling a bit. You know, in terms of that, and again, it is still a a a, a progress in terms of we'll see what happens with Allen. But he's right in terms of the look where he went to. Like we don't know what the team would have looked like if if with the skill guys they have, especially if they were resting him the first year like they did in Kansas City, which they probably would have done here you know, they would have had different weapons because they weren't going to use those picks to get Mahomes. And give him credit. Like, Patrick Mahomes has 50 touchdowns, man, last year. He's got, they, they've scored, what is it, like 30 or 80, over 80 points in two playoff games this year. Like, this is not like some, this isn't like Russell Wilson, like his first couple years where he's like, oh, he's a, he's a game manager, and man, if only we got him instead of TJ Graham. This is like a guy who looks like the, he's a trend excuse me, a transcendent player where he's like a Hall of Fame player right now he's playing. I think it's okay for Bills fans to do that. That doesn't mean, like, I think the Bills are bums and McDermott's an idiot and and blah, 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 like, again, you know, and we'll get into that, like, breaking down what could have happened with, like, the players and whatnot, but he's right. You know, it is something, and I think Bills Twitter gets so – Oh, Like, they get so salty when you bring this up. And, like, I don't even think, to be honest with you, that many people were talking about it in a, oh, man, what a bunch of idiots the Bills are. I think Bills' Twitter gets so self-defensive that it's it, like, registers in their head, like, oh, my God, there's going to definitely be people who are going to be angry about, about Mahomes. So let me go on Twitter first and say you're all full of shit because of this, because it wouldn't have happened like this here, when it's like, I don't think really that many people were, like, that upset. They were making a comment like, "Okay, hey, like they kind of like, you know, like, here's what happened. This could have been our guy.
1: That's that's what it comes down to. I look, ugh. it bothers me, too. And I agree with you. Everything I I agree with, every single thing you said, you know, I got two things on that. Number one, Tone Pucks, my buddy, you know, was on the podcast sometimes. He had a really good tweet, which I think is very fair, too. And it's not even about the Bills. He said, I've never lamented the Bills passing on my homes. McDermott was the future and no doubt the entire football operation was going to get bounced after the draft. He just credits Kansas City and Reed. They love the guy. They went and they got him. That's much sure. more of a great job by the Chiefs and some terrible miss on us. I think that's fair. I do think that's fair that maybe the Bills thought they weren't ready to get a quarterback. At least that's their mindset. And maybe they shouldn't be killed for that. But at the same token, you know, the Bills have spent what? I don't know, 25 years now looking for the next franchise quarterback. Josh Allen, maybe that, maybe he's not that. We certainly don't know. Anyone who's going to call him a franchise worthy quarterback after last year needs to get their head examined. He certainly no, exactly. he certainly could get there, but he's definitely not there right now. Right. So you can't, in one breath, you're saying, well, we've wanted a franchise quarterback for a quarter century. And then in the next breath, you're saying you could have the best quarterback, literally the best quarterback, if not the best player in the NFL right now. But hey, that's okay because we got an all-pro corner and a good linebacker, and you know people are making other making up variations of what they got and didn't get because of this trade. And I'd rather have Josh Allen, Trey White, and Tremaine Edmonds and Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm the and best I, I've, seen in the NFL. Few, I've seen a few
0: people have that take that have like I would say are like Bill's influencers who have more than like a thousand followers, and that's ridiculous. Like get the hell out of here with that. And that's the thing that annoys me about Bill's Twitter sometimes. You you can find you can sign on the Twitter during the season, and you can find within like minutes someone trashing like a Bills fan or a Bills Twitterite trashing the Jets for like Darnold or Rosen and all these other quarterbacks that look worse than Josh Allen. But if you bring up Deshaun Watson or you bring up Lamar Jackson or Mahomes, it is like the the biggest sin of all time. You yeah. can't do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like whoa, you know, like screw you. It works both ways. If you want to sit there and take a dump on Sam Darnold or those guys, great. But if someone comes on and goes, you know what, man, can you imagine what the Bills would look like if they had, Pat, if they had Mahomes or Deshaun Watson and then get like eviscerated? Like, no, fuck that. Like, get out of here with that crap. Yeah. Like, stop being a shill. You can do this. Like, sports are the ultimate what-if moments, okay? And for Bills fans and Bills Twitter, like, we do that all the time. They've been bad, you know, up until the last two, you know, two out of three years. They've been bad forever and sometimes you do the Monday morning quarterback where you're like, Man, like, if only we had this guy, only we had that guy, you know, and that's just there's nothing wrong with that, especially with the cheat. Like, this isn't this is not a situation, Pat, where it's troop like, you know, I can I can sit here and go and name you situations over the last six, seven, eight years where it's like, you know, man, you know, Terrell Troop over Gronk or TJ Graham over Russell Wilson. Or you know, even J.J. Watt over, or Marcel Darius over A.J. Green. You know all these other things. You could totally, you could totally do that. But in this case, like I said, you traded the pick out when there was a lot of talk surrounding getting a quarterback that year. Yeah. And there was. It wasn't. You know, I've seen people like, oh, they weren't going We we knew all along they weren't going to take a quarterback. Bullshit. Like Tyrod Taylor. If it wasn't if it was up to Doug Whaley, I think Tyrod Taylor would have been gone. I mean, cause he was a he was a Rex guy, Tyrod, and I think he would have been gone. And I think they kept him because McDermott was running the show and you know he was like, I don't have time to scout quarterbacks, so let's let's keep Tyrod for now so we don't have to like make a, an educated guess, which is which is BS, which I can't get over. Like that to me is like ridiculous. Like how could you not scout have be like, oh, I didn't have enough time to scout? Because, you know, a quarterback, get the hell out of here with that. And those guys, this this isn't Russell Wilson or Tom Brady coming out of the draft and being great. Those guys, Mahomes and Watson, were touted to be top 10 picks. Like, there was no, like, they came out of nowhere. Like, Trubisky was the one guy who came out of nowhere. I don't really think many people had him that high up on the mocks. But Watson and Mahomes... They were definitely in, like, the mockers. They were definitely in, like, you know, and I, I, and I say the mockers and, like, the, the, the draft analysts, they're, you know, they're, I would not even call them super experts. They're just kind of BSing at times. But they educated it wasn't a surprise. guessers. It wasn't a surprise where Watson and Mahomes went. This wasn't, like, the 25th pick or the 32nd pick or the second rounder or Russell Wilson in the third. This was a top 11, top 12 pick. So, look, I'm not like angry, like where I'm crunching my, like, you know, white knuckling right now, going, how dare they not do that yet? Like, you know, and even if, even if Allen's horrible, let's just say how Allen like fizzles out, you know, it's, it's bad, but it's not like, okay, you still got Trey White. So, thank God. Like, if they didn't get Trey White and they got like Zay Jones or whoever, then yeah, they would, it would be what white knuckled. Let's fight
1: everywhere. It would right be Ryan now. O'Reilly type of trading. No no question about that. Sure. And I do and I agree with you, by the way, because they got Trey White, who is an all pro corner, that's I'm sure a reason why Bills fans are so defensive about this trade, because totally. they want to stick up for the guy. And he's a great corner. I and I love Trey White. And yeah. I don't and I like Tremaine Edmonds just fine too. But again, you can't complain about not having a franchise quarterback all these years, potentially have had the best one in the NFL and then say that you'd rather have a corner, a linebacker, and a maybe quarterback at best. And then one more thing about this too, there was, it was very widely reported and, and well-known that Pagula actually wanted Mahomes. Watson was not going to be the pick. It was 100% going to be Patrick Mahomes when the Bills ended up trading down. And ultimately, unlike the middling Ralph Wilson, who probably would have made that pick for whoever the head coach was, he left that in the hands of McDermott, and McDermott decided to acquire assets and go and start to build the defense, which is working. I mean, they're a playoff team. I'm not mad at the Bills. If anything, I get more aggravated with Bills fans who are constantly trying to defend what was a bad trade. I'm not mad at the Bills because I understand. Look, we have the power of hindsight now. You and I and all Bills fans, we're armchair quarterbacks. We're Monday morning quarterbacks. It's easy to look back a couple years later, but at the time, you're like, all right, well, this team sucks. They're not very good. They got a first-year head coach. They lack talent. Now we can move back. We could get an extra first rounder. We got an extra third rounder. So there's lots of reasons at that time to make that trade. So I'm yeah. going to it's easier to do everyone, it now.
0: Everyone at that time frame felt that the next year's draft class for quarterbacks with Mayfield, Allen, Rosen, yep, Darnold was supposed to be much better. And again, that's why you shouldn't shouldn't listen too much to draft experts, you know, at times. I know it's fun, but like, you know, they don't know what the hell they're talking about half the time. But that's at that time, you understood the logic. But unfortunately, in hindsight, right now, Deshaun Watson and Mahomes are the best quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson, obviously, like, you know, he's he's right there. But, like, those two guys are better than, like, Mayfield, Darnold, and Allen. Like, it's not even close. Josh Allen has to get
1: better. I mean, Matt Fairbairn. Yeah, he has to get he, better. Matt said it good. I mean, I, I don't think he's, he's never going to be as good as Mahomes. But he needs to be what the Bills fans and what the Bills organization wants them to be. One last thing too, because with this topic, I told you that, and you've seen it yourself, a lot of fans are saying, well, I'd rather have Trey White, Edmonds, and Josh Allen. I just want to lay this out because I actually went out and did the research here, did it on company time, of course, but I'm going to tell you exactly who, how these trades played out and what the bills ended up giving up everything they got and what they ended up getting back. So they traded down from 10 to 27. So they got Trey White and then they had got an extra pick, which was pick 91 that year. They kind of had, they packaged that with 44. So essentially they also got Zay Jones because of that. All right. Now there was another pick that came with that and they packaged that pick 149, which was a fifth rounder in the Zay Jones trade. So ultimately that became Deion Dawkins. And I know I'm being complicated here. And then with that first round pick that they got for 2018 from the Chiefs, it was pick 22. They made a trade. They gave up their second and their third. And they got Tremaine Edmonds and then Saran Neal. So essentially what they did is they got Trey White, Zay Jones, Deion Dawkins, Tremaine Edmonds, and Saran Neal. Now you got three really very good players, Aaron Dawkins, White, and Edmonds potentially. Neal, yeah, Zay Jones, we already know how that played out. But what the Bills gave up is not just that 10th pick. Okay, so they gave up the 10th pick, which would have landed Mahomes. They also traded two fifth rounders because you got to equate that in any occasion. So they gave up Mahomes, two fifth rounders and Tyrod Taylor, who, you know, was on his way out because the bills were looking for a new quarterback. And then there's one last little nugget too. So the bills moved up from 12 to seven in 2018 to get Josh Allen. That costs them. If they already had Patrick Mahomes, they're not moving up to seven to get a quarterback, right? So no, they, they yeah. take their best player at 12 and, they lost two second round picks. So they could have had two second round picks in 2018 with instead of Josh Allen. Do you know what I mean? So if yeah, it's out, impossible. If, it's exactly. impossible to figure
0: out what the roster would look like Exactly. After the fact and who knows because,
1: if Mahomes plays well. I get I get the argument from Bill's fans who didn't have any weapons, this and that. But my point is it wasn't Trey White Edmonds and Josh Allen. It was a combination of a lot of yeah, other things. It was a lot
0: of other things. And again, you could have you could have got Mahomes, you could have kept Watson. Or Watkins, excuse me. Like, you could have had Sammy Watkins. You could have then used more draft picks. Or you could have traded him and had those two those two seconds or whatever you had and used weapons to get those. I mean, look, there's rookies, you know, second, first-year guys who are doing well, like, as skilled guys in the NFL right now. Like, there's a lot of different things you could have done. But let's remember this. If Mahomes was sitting the first year, and this was the Tyrod Taylor, they went to the playoffs, went 9-7, and seven, yeah. He's not playing that season because he didn't even do that for the chiefs. Right. Like he was sitting on his ass. So you only have one bad year. If we're just, if we're not even, let's just say we're ignoring everything. Like in terms of like, Hey, they picked them. They didn't make any trades, whatever. You only have really one bad year where, okay, Hey, we're having you start last year when, which was horrible. Like, Hey, you know, they had Kelvin Benjamin and, and Jeremy Curley. And I don't even know what Robert Foster it was terrible, but like, that's only one bad year he's having with sk- bad skill guys, and that's that's me thinking like they don't add anyone, which they probably would have. But look what they have now. Are you going to tell me that John Brown and, and Pat Mahomes wouldn't be wouldn't have a really good one-two combination, sure. or Cole Beasley or Dawson Knox? You know, like come on, like or Singletary. Like he would have, he only would have played one bad year with like a bad team. You know what I mean? Like he, if you put him in the Bills lineup right now. With Cole Beasley and those guys, that just ran off. The likelihood of their offense being good is like times thirty than they are now. Oh, absolutely. It's even, you know it's exactly. So like, don't don't like. Oh, he would have had bad weapons. He would have had bad weapons here at at most one year. And yeah, and you if know, you know, if say if anything
1: said. beyond that, that means you're, not, you're lying and you don't trust Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to go on and get the weapons that Mahomes needed. So you're kind of making an indictment on the entire organization by doing it. So on one hand, you're saying this about the organization in a good way, but then in the other way, you're slamming them saying, well, he they, he had crap around him and he always he only would have had crap yeah. around him. Bullshit, yeah. bro. He's on a rookie contract. Guess what? He ain't costing yeah. no more money. In fact, I think Josh Allen's actually making more money, at least as of right now anyway. That won't be the case in a couple of years, uh, Yeah, but that's the case now.
0: Yeah, again, look, I, I know Bill... And again, this is a lot of it is like Bill's fans get so defensive and they can't... <laughs> I made this joke today, like, if the, if the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened with Bill's fans, like, they would be... They would be they would be sticking up for the Sabres and calling Ryan O'Reilly a quitter and then, like, probably sending money to a GoFundMe for Patrick Berlin for leaving America for Sweden or <laughs> sending wings to Tage Thompson, you know, and watches. Like, they're they're just a weird bunch that just cannot... They cannot handle criticism of them or they, you know, they're the first to like, you know, wave their finger at you being like, we were right, you were wrong. But then when you point back to them, they say, how dare you? Like, they just can't handle it. And so something I, I, that gets on my nerves a lot of times, it's part of the reason why I stopped, stopped writing for a website. Because I was like, I don't want to deal with people like this every day when I have a, have a take. Like, look, this is just, it's it's December, it's January. It was a topic for people just to discuss. This doesn't mean like I think the, sa- the bills are like the worst organization of all time or anything like that. It's just hey, this is what's happening now. It's a distraction, like for me to be like, oh man, hey, you know, if they they would, it would have been interesting to see if they would have had him. And what I think gets people riled up, you know, and I think even on my side, is when you see people going, oh yeah, you make that trade all the time, Trey White for Tremaine, Ed- Trey-, Trey White and Tremaine Edmonds for. You know, for, for Pat Mahomes, who wouldn't do that? Like you totally do that. It's like what? No. Like, come on, people. Like, that's when you're like you're like super crazy naive. And there are people who troll like, you know, like, you know, Jerry Sullivan on Sunday, every tweet every every third tweet he had was about Josh Allen with the with the Chiefs. Like it's mm-hmm. like, okay, dude. Like we get it, dude. Like, we under, I get it. You're trying to kind of stir the shit up and you know, you, I wouldn't go to that extent of every other tweet is about that. You know, and having the three hour like you know, a, a week long conversation about like, it's a, it's a footnote where it's like, okay, this is what people are talking about. But uh, you know, people get really offensive when you kind of bring it up, you know, it, bring it up. And like I said, it's, it's a, it's a fun topic of, Hey, what would have been. And you know, there is some, you know, it's still a work in progress. Like we don't know what Josh Allen is right
1: now. You know, we don't and, even but, know for yeah. sure what Tremaine Edmonds is right now. And no, I know he's going to Orlando sure. playing in the pro bowl. But if this is his ceiling, and I don't think it is for the record, but if this is as good as he's going to get, he's, I don't. I think that's a little bit of a disappointment. And I'm not saying it's going to be. You know, Joe, I think at the end of the day, it's this. And I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this. It's possible to have, to, to, to do both. It's possible. I like this Bill's team very much right now. This I'm probably as high on his organization as I've been at any point since maybe the late 90s, okay? And I like them. But having said that, don't try to tell me that you would rather have Trey White, Tremaine Edmonds, and even if you wanted Josh Allen, because that's what I keep hearing over and over again, although that's not factually correct, over Patrick Mahomes. That's a garbage That's a garbage take right there yeah. because it's not true. And any football fan who knows the first thing about a team in an organization knows that you're going to take Patrick Mahomes over any of those three. And I love yeah. Trey White. He's a pro bowler. But I don't care.
0: Additionally, you could have probably you could if you really liked Trey White or Tremaine Edmonds, you could have traded up back into the first round and got those guys. Exactly, if you wanted to. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so let's not let's not act like this was like like you couldn't do that. Like absolutely, uh, deal. they could have like, got Mah- they been- could
1: have got Mahomes and moved back up to twenty seven yeah. very easily <laughs> and got in Trey yeah. White too if they I'm, really wanted.
0: I'm one hundred and twenty five percent certain that if if Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean went back in time and let's just say Brandon Bean was the GM and not a skeleton crew a Doug Whaley who couldn't say anything or whatever the hell that that stuff was going on I'm almost certain they would have said hey let's let's we're picking we're picking Mahomes right now. You know what I mean like if they could go back in time. I don't think they're going to sit there and go man you know what screw that let's just go get let's go get the cornerback and and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll punt and figure it out next year. Like if they had known Mahomes was going to be this good. Come on, they're they're totally they're doing that. They're picking him at ten that year or eleven or whatever the draft pick was that year. Yeah, it was you ten. Know?
1: Uh, again, it comes down if Josh Allen becomes uh, not as good as Mahomes because I just don't think that's possible. But if he becomes a great quarterback, this becomes a pointless conversation. But until then, you could be a Bills fan. You they might win the Super Bowl next year. But no matter what you, no matter how you look at it, it was just a bad trade. Anyway, so before we get out of here, I want to run down a handful of veteran players on the Bills right now. Now, they're in great cap shape. They got like 81.8 million. I think I read that on over the cap, which is the third most in the NFL. So they don't need to make any cap-related moves at all if they don't want to. But still, at the end of the day, regardless of your cap situation, there's just some contracts that might represent shitty value. So they might make that move regardless. Just to, It's not just about... Freeing up salary cap additional space it's about saying, all right, well, this guy's not worth it. I'm just gonna run down a handful of guys. I'm gonna get a quick take from you on whether you think they should stay or go all right all right, let's start. I think this one's a pretty easy one actually Tyler Croft the tight end. the bills could save five million against the cap by cutting them 1.6 million in dead cap space if they uh, if they were to cut them I a lot of people like Dawson Knox a lot going in the year too. Sweeney showed some stuff last year. Croft's kind of a, that, that's a lot of money. And, I, and at least my opinion anyway, I, I can see the Bills getting rid of him. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I can see them getting rid of him too. But they have to then replace him with someone, you know, down the road. I mean, I don't think, I, I would not be comfortable with going with Dawson Knox and my backup is is Sweeney. I mean, come on, the guy had like, I had like a couple of catches this year. And then there's Jason Kroon like in the, in the weeds waiting if he ever gets off of IR. Right. Uh, yeah, they would have to replace it. but yeah, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry over missing a guy. It's he's he's injury prone. I mean, the guy couldn't stay healthy for most of this year. I I would say goodbye and find a different tight end.
1: This one to me is a very interesting one, and probably the one that I have the I'd have the biggest decision to make. That's Trent Murphy. So the Bills could save a shitload of money if they were to cut him, like eight point million, a little over eight actually, and only one point seven five of dead cap room. In a way, that would feel like a no-brainer, especially if they do end up re-signing Shaq Lawson when, before free agency starts. But if they don't, his money aside, Trent Murphy played very well at the end of the season. He had three sacks over the last three games and he had two in the playoff game at Houston. So he was finally healthy and finally starting to look like the guy I think that the Bills intended him to be when they signed him. So what do you think, man? You can save $8 million if you get rid of him, but I kind of liked him last year.
0: Yeah, I I really didn't like him that much. I mean, he he was he's been inconsistent as far as I'm concerned. The two years he's been here, um, if if it's one of those situations where you have to cut him so you can you can re-sign Shaq Lawson and find another guy, I'm totally cool with that. Um, they just have to, and this is what, with with a lot of these people for the most part, you got to have a good replacement for him. You know, and I would right. definitely replace him. I don't think he's winning you that many games. I think he's just the guy there at this point. He only has one more year, I think, left on his contract. Right, I think it's yeah. next year, so it's the likelihood is he'll be leaving after this year and after next year anyway. So you know, I can I can live without him and and find get an upgrade somewhere else because you know they definitely need they you know it, it's a tough one because you, if you do get rid of him, then you have you you may only have one edge rusher and Jerry Hughes and Shaq. Lawson may be gone or who the heck knows at this point. So
1: I'm 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 kind of
0: ambivalent about him. But yeah, if you want to get rid of him, sure.
1: I think uh I think if they re-sign Shaq Lawson, then there's maybe a 30% chance he goes. If Shaq leaves, so it's just a hundred percent that they're keeping Murphy, because that would just sure? be ridiculous to go out and have to get mm-hmm. t- at least two, if not three, defensive ends. A couple other guys that are a lot less meaningful. Lee Smith, 1.75 million they could save. Right around the same dead cap, so that's not really a, a big savings there. Yeah, but- get
0: rid of him. I'm, I'm sick of Lee Smith. I don't <laughs> need him. Out. I don't need Lee Smith. If you would have had me on the podcast after the, the the Houston game, I would have said I don't ever want to see Lee Smith and Pat DeMarco ever in a Bills uniform ever again. So yeah. yes, you can. I'm. Let's get some tight ends who can stretch the field, not ones that get penalties and block and get an occasional two yard. Pass, catch, and then drop to their knees. You're like, <laughs> like, no, we're good.
1: Ty and Secchi didn't really do too much to share in part, at least I think, because he was uh, banged up. Plus, Cody Ford—they were platooning at right tackle all year. Anyway, the Bills could save three point seven million if they were to cut him. One point five and dead. I, I for me, I think this feels. This comes down to how do you feel about Cody Ford going forward? Is he cemented? Is he definitely? Because there's been a lot of tackle versus guard talk, and if he's your guy and you feel really good about him being your starting right tackle. Actually, you know, as I'm talking this out, I still would keep Insecchi. $3.7 million for a swing tackle, even if Cody Ford is a starter. That's not that much money to save to really to cut him. So I think Ty Insecchi should stay.
0: I would throw in Quentin Spain as, as part of that domino. If Spain leaves, then you put, I would move Cody Ford inside and, and and leaving Secchi at the at tackle okay. right now, I, yeah, that's what I would do. Like definitely, and if they don't, like if they let's say they re-sign Spain, and then Cody Ford goes to tackle, I would still keep three point three and a half million. is not that big of a freaking deal, you know. But uh, right. you know, it's uh, you know, I thought he played. I mean, he he got hurt, but he played. He seemed to play okay for the most of the time that he played this year. And uh, you know, you can you can, you know, the the Bills had some injuries at times this year with their offensive line. You know, some guys came out like massive, but like guys came out, guys came back in and like, you know, John Feliciano, I'll just give you an example, wasn't supposed to be a starter this year, you know, and it's right. I don't think we even had him penciled in the training camp at all, really. And then boom, he started this year a lot and he played pretty well. So. I didn't even
1: think it was a lock to make the roster in the summer, sure. to be honest with you, man. Yeah. Uh, a couple more guys, TJ Eldon, I think he's gone or they're going to, they could save 1.65 by cutting him only 250 in 10 cap.
0: Yeah. I keep him. I I like him if Gore's if Gore's gone, like why not? Gore's gonna like be
1: gone. I'd be shocked yeah. if Gore's back. All right, well, you could keep him as insurance, maybe kinda of the same role as last year. I'd like a better number two than TJ That I think they would go out in free agency or maybe even the draft <sighs> yeah. again and get a better rather, number two. I would
0: rather draft the running back like in the fourth or fifth round than, than yeah. go and sign some other guy. Like okay. just just keep it young like Yeldon, like have Yeldon's my my elder states person as far as I'm concerned. Like, okay, we got a veteran. You right. know, and he, even though he didn't play really at all last year, which was kind of I like, kind of surprising, I guess. But if they're going to do a replacement, get, go in the draft, get a guy in the fifth, fourth, fifth round, give me a guy over there.
1: All right, uh, two more here I got on this list. Spencer Long, the Bills could save two, about $2.5 million if they cut him, about 700 k in dead cap, which is nothing. I kind of, you will, you talked about quitting Spain earlier. I, I kind of feel, you know what, I'm talking myself out of it again. My first thought was if they re-sign Spain, cut Long. But again, you are talking about a team. Let's not forget this here. 81.8 million under the cap, third most in the NFL. They Why not keep a veteran like that? Why get rid of them? Was something maybe something I don't even
0: know. I I could not recall any Spencer Long.
1: He played a little he bit. Played. He played a little I don't bit. Re, very I don't little. Even
0: know if he was good or not. I just remembered like he was bad he, with the Jets two years ago, and then and then I never saw him again. And he, he signed here, and I was like, I what, don't even know what.
1: When Morse would so. get hurt, Feliciano would go to center, and Spencer Long would slide. And in in at guard. Would go
0: in and guard. Yeah, oh, he, I'm God, gonna just, keep yeah, him. Yeah, just keep him. I don't care. Whatever. He doesn't seem shitty. I mean,
1: yeah. last you know, guy here. The last one, and this isn't really so much a question. If it is, it's kind of more rhetorical. It's to kind of dispel a lot of shit I see on Twitter and message boards. The bill saying they need to get rid of star load That's not happening. And I'm going to tell you why, because they could save 2.3 million if they were to cut him, but he would mm-hmm. count 7.8 million in dead cap money. That's a lot of dead cap money just to save 2.3 million against the cap where you're not in dire need. And again, if you read some people like Joe Biscalia, was much higher on this guy all season than a lot of other people were. And he played well. I mean, even the naked eye could see that he played well at the end of the year. So I, that's one guy that I really feel like the discussion needs to stop. He's not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think the dead cap is, is, is what they want. Albeit, they do have enough money to wear, what the hell, seven and a half million in dead cap if you have 80 million in cap space. It's not gonna really, it's not gonna dent that. You know what I mean? I mean, they got, they got rid of Marcel Darius and they did not give a shit because they were like, hey, we don't care if there's $15 million of dead cap money if we're getting right. rid of him. And, and I'm not saying that he's like Darius. He's not. But, like, I don't think if they if they think there's someone better out there, they'll do it just to, you know, who cares about the cap. It happens all the time in sports. I'll just say this about Star. I get why people like him. I get why people hate him. Like, it's kind of a little bit of a nuanced discussion where he's supposed in – in the defense that he plays, he's supposed to, like, hold up the offensive linemen and – Everyone else around him is supposed to make plays for the most part. I don't know like how, how much he has to play because the Bills have such a weird defensive line rotation where they just they just put people in and out all the times. And with Harrison Phillips and Ed Oliver, I don't know why you don't have both those guys play inside at times, more times than have Star a in. It's a passing league. You go you put those two guys inside and you put like Hughes and Shaq on the outside. That's a hell of a pass rush that can, get to, that can get after the quarterback, in my opinion. Now, if you run on them, probably a different story. Maybe it'll be a little bit tougher. So, you know, I'm of the mindset that if they want to keep him, fine. But if they want to, if you were to tell me, like, hey, you got to keep either him or you got to keep Phillips, I'm keeping Phillips. And I'm saying, like, goodbye to, to Starlet. Now, it wouldn't matter in the grand scheme of the cap, really, or, or money, because, like, Terry people doesn't give a shit. But if it was one of those things where it's like, hey, we, you know, you have to justify how much Jordan Phillips plays for a guy who play who doesn't play as many snaps as like other people do in this league, then I would be like, okay, well, hey, we'll, t- we'll move Star Latue out of there and we'll play Jordan Phillips more because I do like Jordan Phillips, I do like sacks, and I do like quarterback pressures, and I think that's how you win in this league, especially on defense. You got to go after the quarterback. Star Lotuie does not really go after the quarterback all that much. But I get what he does. He opens up like he's a fat guy. So he's going to take up blocks so other people can make plays. As far as I'm concerned, go find a cheaper fat guy to put in there.
1: <laughs> I'll say this. I think if Harrison Phillips stayed healthy and he had a really good season, I think they would be much more inclined to get rid of him. Just like say on the other side of the the three technique, Ed Oliver came on so much at the end of the year that as much as I do like Jordan Phillips, I think because of the money he's going to command, and I think because of the other things that they probably want to prioritize taking care of, I think Phillips might lo- might walk because of that reason and go get paid somewhere else. I I think Star stays. I don't think there's any real question about that. You know, before we get to your, because we I always say, real quick. Did ahead. I say
0: Jordan? Did I say Jordan or Harrison Phillips inside?
1: No, you said Jordan.
0: Okay, make, I'm making sure I, I did not. Yeah, I did not mean Harrison. I always get. Harrison no, you meant Jordan.
1: Jordan. You meant Jordan. Yeah, and I I, Jordan, I like yes, him a lot. If you
0: were. If, yeah, if you were to have it inside, where you say, hey. Let's justify it like let's play our best players all the time, or more or less. I would say goodbye, star, bring in another fat guy, put Jordan inside. Just making sure. I didn't know I didn't know if I said Harrison, so I wasn't because I get Jordan and Harrison mixed up all the time. It's well, it's, I don't th-
1: I don't think you're going to in about a month because I think he's gonna end up on another team and Harrison Phillips is the guy that I yeah. was referring to. But anyway, before we get out of here, we always end our segments with your finisher. I forgot to ask you this. I probably should have asked you at the top, but again, we haven't really talked much lately. Have you been watching mm. any wrestling lately? I know that you're like me, kind of uh, a big wrestling fan, but mm, down on the product.
0: Yeah, I haven't really watched too me much. I, yeah, I, I had a girl over last night, no- Monday night for Raw, and we were not going to watch that crap. <laughs> and i watch watched AEW here and there. I usually just like watch clips and see what happens on Twitter. I'm ready for the Royal Rumble. Like I like that pay-per-view. It's like, I forgot it pay-per-view. was
1: even coming until that's my point. This is, I it's mm-hmm. been a long time since I've watched wrestling less than I do now. I forgot the Royal Rumble was this Sunday. Yeah. Like
0: I'm going to watch that, but yeah, it's been kind of, it's been whatever. I mean, Raw's been a little bit better with, with Paul Heyman, uh, SmackDown. There's so much, there's so much of a product like to watch. It's just too much. And I, I just kind of stick, I stick to AEW. I like them. It's, this week's you should watch this week because they're going to be on Jericho's cruise ship. So it's going to be like the yeah. old school Monday Nitro where they're at like on top of a boat wrestling, you know, at the boat. I do. Boat. I do A&W so,
1: and I do uh, AEW and and NXT. I at least I DVR both of those and I usually at mm-hmm. least watch it Thursday morning or at least fly through it. I DVR Smackdown and Raw, but I actually barely even watch it. I happen to watch some of Raw last uh, on Monday night in again, that's how I, I forgot the Royal Rumble was even coming on. I really don't give a shit who's in it or who's going to win it or any of that shit. But anyway, man, again, our, our signature trademark of this, uh, of this episode is always you, any with your finisher. So what do you got for this week? Take us home.
0: All right. This will be quick. Uh, I saw today on Twitter the unveiling of, uh, the Sabers, the Sabers retro jerseys that they were doing for every signature night during the season. They had an '80s night, and they had all the old timers came there, and Mike Robotai was there, Dave Andrewchuck was there, and they all give them their own little personalized jerseys from like those years. And Mike Robitaille's jersey was misspelled, and Dave Andrewchuck's jersey was misspelled. I do not know how. Do you know how low rent that is to give for the organization to give? misspelled words of uh the names of players that used to play here especially one who actually was on the broadcast team for like 30 years and every game you would see the lower third of their name for their graphic like mike robitaille like how can you and it's called google it's just the sabers could are so poorly run off the ice and this this is just this is just pathetic i had one guy who used to work with the sabers dm me and say that if this had happened on, under a previous regime, they would have been fired, and that's that's just kind of pathetic. Like, no matter if you're if you think the Sabers are not in touch because there are too many, I don't know, not as many hockey fans in their front office, or maybe you think the Pagulas like Bills more, or whatever the case may be. To have a misspelled name of a Hall of Fame player and a guy that used to be on your on your TV broadcast for 30 years, it's it's not about. It's it's not about being a huge hockey fan or having a much having a lot of experience. It's more or less, you just being a, a tall dweeb and a dork.
1: All right, folks, that is going to do it for another episode. Very big thank you again, Joe, my man. Good to have him back on the podcast. Also want to thank our show supporters, 26 Shirts, Sounds Assured, and of course, Pulse Cellular. I get asked pretty often, ways that you can support the podcast. I'll tell you, first and foremost, the biggest way, the best way is simply put, just subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps me continue to grow this podcast a lot. You can listen, you can subscribe on Apple, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much anywhere. Future award-winning podcasts are found. Also, next time you're on YouTube, go hit up the Analytics Podcast YouTube channel. I'm working on trying to grow that. I got highlight clips from current and past episodes up there. Some new original audio content that drops from time to time. So just go on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, that little bell next to it to get notifications when new content is released. And of course, last but not least, you can just follow me on Twitter at Tweets. I'm constantly tweeting out podcast updates, upcoming guests, polls, prize pack giveaways that we do from time to time. It's a lot of back and forth with fans. It's a lot of fun. I love Twitter. You can find me there all the time. Again, at Tweets. Want to thank you again for listening. That's the way I end every show. I say it all the time. I mean it. I really, truly appreciate each and every single one of you that take time from your day to get this podcast a listen. I know there's so many podcasts out there today. So whether it's your car, your office, the home, the gym, wherever, you're taking time from your day to listen to me. It means the world to me. It's so humbling. So I'm very thankful, very appreciative. Thank you very much. Have a good week. New show on Friday. And uh, take care. Talk to you soon. I'll catch you on the flippity flip. Bye.